Welcome to Out Loud on the Download, brought to you by Moko and Loco. I'm Loco, joined by my friend and amazing co-host Moko, bringing you the chronicles of COVID-19, the lockdown, and its impact. Thank you, Loco. So, first of all, I'd like to get your understanding of what COVID-19 is. What is this new pandemic that we've had of in 2020 struck us in was it mid-February that we were getting into the actual reality of it hitting Kenya yeah so funny story um, I remember I was actually coming from school and I, I decided to alight the matatu close to where I normally get my movies from so as I get into the shop um, this guy is actually ha- having a conversation with his friend about, you know, the um, COVID-19. And so as I'm listening in on the conversation, because I think we had gotten to a point, you know, every everyone gets to a point with a movie guy or lady and they get conversational and chopper stories and you're just in that good vibe place. So as we're talking, um, you know, he makes this statement about uh, this thing. It's it's not going to come to Kenya. Like by the time it even gets to Africa, like this heat will have killed it. Like it only, you know, thrives in cold places. At that point, you know, I didn't know much about it. So I was just like, ah, okay, okay. So just I was just basically not saying much of anything. Uh, and so uh, my whole approach at that point was just like, um, yo, so this thing is coming. And if it comes, you know, I don't want to sound biased against Kenya, but we, we often are found flat-footed when we are faced with crisis. So I was just like, if this happens, then we're going to be hit and it's going to be quite tough on us. And at that point, I didn't think much of it. I just thought it was, you know, like, a, you know, those things you those nightmare stories or those um, horrid stories you're told and you're told, you know, basically to, to get you scared and so that you don't do what, what the story is all about. So that's what I thought at that point. I, I just thought this this is one of those nightmare stories. It's going to end. And yeah, that's it. I didn't think much of it. But then now, <laughs> yo, now we're in for it. But I, I'm just hoping that it gets better. And it always gets, it's, it, it's always... Um, hard right before it gets better so i'm trusting it's gonna get better that's my hope um so to now answer your question covid19 what i've actually said was more of the side of me that was actually ignorant to this whole issue and then now slowly it was revealed to us that you know what um there's this virus um it originated from wuhan a province in china and um, initially, they thought that it was um, a cluster of cases of pneumonia, and it was only later in January that they confirmed that, you know what, um, this is actually coronavirus, and they even gave it a name, COVID-19, because, um, you know, basically its discovery was back in um, December the 31st, 2019. So... But basically, we know that it's it's a virus that has uh, flu-like symptoms. And um, initially, no one thought much of it. We just thought that it was um, just a common flu. And actually, remember, back in January, I had pneumonia. So I was actually making fun with the movie guy. And I was like, hey, you know, if this thing is kind of like pneumonia, me already caught pneumonia. So I'm, so I'm safe. Like, I'm I'm on the free, <laughs> free highway. I'm good. I, I don't have this. But... Um, Slowly by slowly, the revelation um, 
you know, after especially after February and then realizing that a lot of things are about to go on a standstill, I think it really put me into perspective about the whole thing. I feel like I I was in a transition, a transition from a state of uh, blissful ignorance to a state of um, awareness. And this awareness, with it came a lot of anxiety and fear and certainty, especially the fact that, you know, we're in school. And so what, what will it mean to us? So this reminds me of back when I was having a conversation with my brother in late December, early January. And he tells me, do you know that there is a disease in China that is transmitted through the air? And you cannot see it, you cannot touch it, you cannot feel it. You, it's just transmitted. And it's infecting a lot of food. That's all I remember. And my first reaction was like, wow. My second reaction was like, oh, okay. And that was it. It was just like, this is not an issue to think about right now. But looking back, I'm like, wow, this is our reality now. Because... When you see the nature of how it developed and how it's moved within such a short period of time. And in the beginning, we came to know that mostly it's because of the traveling, the flight movements in and out of countries. Someone who's infected can carry the disease to from China, it's a Wuhan, from Wuhan to um, another state in China and then um, a tourist from China goes to Europe back to their country and that's how this pandemic spread and became worldwide and now we can see it in our homeland we can see our own people and right now I'm like I'm so I'm so sorry for my ignorance yeah and with that I remember reading an article where the author was comparing it to the Spanish flu and it stated that the only difference between the two pandemics is the fact that we have flight movements, a vast flight movement. So that's how it's spreading. And look where we are now. Are we prepared for this? Are you prepared for this, local? And let's talk about how our states are preparing or were preparing and where we are now. Um, that's a good question, Moko. Are we prepared? Am I prepared? And uh, is the state preparing well? Is it prepared? Or where are we headed, basically? Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not prepared. I wasn't prepared at all. Um, are we prepared? We were not prepared. Is the state prepared? The state was not prepared. None of us were prepared. You know, it was one of those situations where you, you know, you just caught unawares. Like, yeah, sure, we knew what was going on, but none of us knew the intensity. None of us quite comprehended what it would mean for us. So when I look at um, our country's preparedness to to this pandemic, I'd, I'd say um, we were ill-prepared. To be honest, we were ill-prepared. As, as a nation, as citizens, as individuals, we were ill-prepared. However, um, in our ill-preparedness, I can say that I can commend our country for, you know, some of the steps it has taken in ensuring that in as much as 
um, the pandemic was discovered, it hasn't taken its toll. I, I love how, um, you know, we have come together as a nation and um, we have controlled it. We have, um, you know, tamed the effects of COVID. And then you can tell, you know, in comparison um, to our neighboring countries, I mean, Kenya right now, we've, we've maintained a, a very low, not very low, but it's substantially low um, cases of COVID. And therefore, that's that's something that um, we ought to commend our government for, in as much as it um, it has failed in other areas. And the areas that I'd say our state has failed in would be um, the issue of you know um, health health um, services. So here we are in a situation where we are in lockdown. So at first that was that was the first. Uh, move that our government took you know puts the country on lockdown and then eventually realizing that you know lockdown wasn't going to be enough so it implemented the curfew and um, upon implementing curfew you know we, we were also instructed to use our sanitizers wear our masks um, whenever we are in the public spaces and that's good that's commendable I, I feel like you know giving out such directives is important but then I feel like the state also forgot that um in this state of lockdown that means a lot of people are financially constrained so that means they don't have the means or ability to access some of these health services and the saddest part about this is that it's not just affecting covid patients it's also affecting women who are pregnant it's affecting uh people who have um some of these um, diseases such as cancer and, you know, they require um, radiotherapy. And, and so you, you can imagine uh, being in such a situation where all this has not been factored in. So I can say that our country was ill-prepared in the sense that it failed to see just how far the pandemic would affect us. And, you know, putting a lockdown and putting all these directives is good. It's commendable. But then they should have taken time to consider how it would affect other other sectors of health or health issues. Now, to add on that, I'd say that I don't know if there's a way that the government can help or if there's a way that um, we can find to ensure that some of these COVID patients also um, access health and are not charged. Because... For me, I, I battle a lot with that with that thought because I'm wondering if we are on lockdown, we are financially constrained. Now, you happen to suffer from this virus and you have no means of payment yet. Public hospitals and private hospitals expect you to pay and you have no means to pay. So what does that mean for that patient? What does that mean for their family? So I'd say that the pros of the state of preparedness of our country is that our government was able to take this issue by the reins and just control it immediately. It realized the issue and the intensity of it. The cons, however, is that the citizens are suffering the brunt of some of these directives, as, as I've stated, the lockdown the, that has caused you know, financial constraints. So yes, that's my take. 
and of course I'll retaliate. I was not prepared, and I can only imagine that um, having not been prepared and facing this issue has been hard. But I take comfort in the fact that our government has and is continuing to do the best that it can. I like that you've delved quite deeply into that topic and I'd like to highlight um, one of the key things that you've talked about and that is the government not taking into account the financial constraints of people who do not have the privilege to continue working remotely, of the people who work day to day and day to day, um, for the people who are really being hit by this right now, you know. It's affecting everyone, but then at the same time, it's like the economy is crashing right now. And you've seen uh, states are trying to to work this out, like states, um, oh, sorry, the United States of America. Um, They're printing out more money into the economy, of which it has its own cons and even pros. But then at the end of the day, it will take a, a toll on the economy. And you've seen other states which are providing people with food, you know, such things. You're not seeing um, our government really leaning into that. So we're wondering what next, people? What what will you do about this? Yeah? What will you do for your people <laughs> at the end of the day, you know? It's like, did they really sit down and think about this? I don't know. <laughs> but you tell me loco i think you're absolutely right moko um and i believe some of the successes that um countries have when they're facing crises alike is that um when you have proper policies in place you tend to combat the issue with better placed uh, possibilities of success uh, and so like i think for kenya as a country if we had better policies in place, I think then our response to this whole issue would be better. But then again, here we are, and this is what we have. And so how we deal with it really matters. And so I think some of the issues that um, actually plagued us at the onset, especially the general public perception of this thing, of this pandemic, sorry, is uh, some of the myths and misconceptions. And I'd like to know from you what are some of the some of these myths and misconceptions that you have had of, and would you kindly share some of them with us? Thank you, Loco, for that question. First of all, is we have to understand what a myth is a misconception. Misconception: the first thing that comes to my mind is a misunderstanding. To me, it's people creating theories and stories around something that they do not understand or have no. I mean, have insufficient information on. And when that happens, people make their own theories, people come up with their own theories and share them with other people. And that is how it becomes a myth, something that is not true. Uh, concerning COVID, I've heard of African countries. It does not affect tropic countries. So that means that because we have a lot of sun, um, we wouldn't get... COVID-19, it doesn't affect Africans. That's the second one. Um, the third one is 
oh concerning the masks which i'm still not sure if it's a myth or misconception it's just that we do not know whether or not it helps but to be on the safe side we use it so it's the protection one i've heard of oh alcohol <laughs> i think that was the first myth i had alcohol the meme of uh, that states you I've, i've never seen the day that my hands will consume more alcohol than my mouth and you've seen people drinking alcohol saying that when they sanitize their body um when co- when they get covid they can't i mean they can't get covid because it won't survive in their body it's just crazy 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 theories out out here and yeah <laughs> okay other than those um do you have more local that you could share with us too yeah but at the end of it all we need to understand to get the right information you need to know how to sieve out the information sieve out the myths be able to i mean for you to be aware of which information is correct and which information is wrong what you're consuming can it make you i mean will it make you panic more will it instill more fear in you or will you take that information the right correct information that you're being given um from trusted resources and you internalize it and you try to implement it in your day to day life or just use this time positively you know with the information that's out there what about you loko what was your experience um thank you moko i i haven't really had an experience on the myths and misconceptions but i feel like what you've actually said sums up most of the myths and misconceptions that i've equally had of and <laughs> especially the one on alcohol it's funny that our own leaders i dare not say any name <laughs> but um was actually among the um, uh, people who you know fathered this myths and misconceptions and so yeah i think that is the funniest um uh, myth i ever had of and um i, I think you've um, covered basically everything and on the thing about having the right information uh that's something that we're going to cover in uh, our part 3 of this episode and i just hope our listeners are going to join us and um get our perspective on um having right information and the impact especially during this time so yeah thank you moko right loko this is such an engaging conversation we'd like to hear more from you guys our listeners we value your feedback that's it from us moko and loko till next time loves bye ready for a miracle out till until the sun sets